0: Welcome to the True Wealth Investors Podcast, a show all about real estate investing to help increase your income, lifestyle, and impact.
1: All right, welcome to the True Wealth Investors Podcast. I am Chad Harris, and I am joined again by Chris Mayfield, my co-host. Today, we are talking about you listened to the last episode, you have leads coming in, what do you do with them now? How do you process seller leads? How do you talk to the sellers? How do you figure out if it's a good deal or not? That's the topic of conversation for today, enjoy. Okay, welcome everybody. So in our last discussion, I am here with Chris again. In our last discussion, we talked about how to generate leads there are a whole bunch of tools you can use, but all of them are trying to get to that conversation with the seller. That is the lead. And so today we wanted to talk about how do you process the lead or what happens once you actually get to that phone call with the seller? How do you effectively turn that into a deal or assess whether it is a deal or not uh, from there? So. Thanks, Chris. What, what are your insights into kind of how you process that lead? What's that process like?
0: Well, it, number one, it'll be how it's delivered to me. Is it, uh, is it one of my acquisitions guys bringing it to me because they don't know if they can do it or, or they're just coming to me asking, how should we approach this one or it's one I'm going to take. Um, so, That's number one is I'll just take a look at the lead and see the information that's been gathered. If it's a cold caller, they're going to have some notes for me. Obviously the address, then there's a point in there says motivation and they're going to kind of say if it's, if it's low, medium or, or high. And then there's going to be some notes, which is really going to tell me if they're motivated because half the people will say, Oh, I'm highly motivated. But then when you listen and process their story of why it is they want to sell, you learn they're really not motivated. So I'm going to look at the notes, um, so and real then quick. you know, I mean, motivation is
1: the key, right? That's kind of the crux of a good lead. Is if that seller is motivated. What are some key things for you in assessing how motivated they are? How do you know? Since they all say they are motivated, yeah, how do right, you right, really right, know?
0: Right. <laughs> well, so transparency. You know obviously for me if somebody's calling to buy one of my properties um i'm transparent but i'm withholding information to help me right when the negotiations um but if they're not if they're just free for all they're just they're just telling you everything that you want to hear if they're not hiding if they're telling you the exact reason of why they need to sell so in other words they're like hey um I'm a landlord on this house, the renter hasn't been making payments, therefore I haven't been able to make mortgage payments. I'm four months behind, I know I'm not long and I'm about to get that forbearance letter that they're gonna come after me. I would rather not uh, handle that. Um, Because of COVID, I don't have my job anymore. This was an incredible investment until the world turned upside down. And so if you could catch me up on those four payments, and then buy the property from me, I would sell it to you today. I'm not looking to make a profit. I'm just not wanting to have anything on my credit for seven years. That's like, doesn't happen very often, but that's when you know they're highly motivated. In my process too, I can look at the notes and know, I've been doing it long enough to know if they're motivated. So obviously if they're highly motivated, I'm going to put them in a stack And then medium and low is going to be put to the side. They're probably not going to get a phone call from me today. But those three or five that truly, even without calling them, I can tell they're motivated. They're getting my call today because if not, somebody else is going to call them and get the deal. Mm. So That's number one is just looking at motivation through the lines of the notes because our cold callers and texters do a good job for the most part of taking notes. And if not, then we coach them on, Hey, wait a minute. I need these things answered because I'm paying you to do that. Number one. And two, I don't want to be wasting my time. You know, I want to be focused on the three or four I'm calling today because I'm trying to get one of those, um, locked up, you know? So that would be number one is they just really forthright in their information. They're telling you everything. They're not hiding anything, right? As opposed to a guy that says I'm highly motivated and I know the ARV is hundred thousand dollars and I, and again, I'm skipping through some stuff, Chad, but let's say I've gotten to that point in the conversation where I say, Hey Chad, um, it really sounds like you're motivated. It sounds like the type of property that we would be interested in. And if we were to pay cash and we could get this thing done in, in, in two to three weeks or less with no hassle to you, what do you think the least amount you'd be willing to take? Now, remember, I said it's a hundred thousand dollars repaired and ready to go and he says you know if i could get 95 i think that'd be fair well now i know he's not motivated right he's he said he's motivated but saying and then stating the numbers the numbers really let me know in that moment he's really not now again his life might be crushing down so i'm not going to overreact i'm just going to say "Hmm, 95 hey chad do you know kind of the values of what houses are selling in that area that have been rehabilitated. And then he's going to give me an ant, you know, because let's say then I go back into the conversation and don't give up and find out that when it's all said and done, he would take 60,000. And and some people are listening to this going, wait a minute, he said 95 and you still got it at 60. Because I looked at the notes and I stayed in the conversation and I knew the questions to ask to eventually kind of get back to a reality. And I didn't want to overact. And I didn't want to say, hey, you're crazy. You know, you want 95 on $100,000 house and you've had a renter in there for 15 years. Nobody's going to pay you that unless you live in Seattle or, or Phoenix. And people are just, they're willing to pay anything right now because of the market. So that, that's kind of where if they're willing to tell you everything and you can hear there's a, and, and then maybe this is what you're saying. There is a problem that I could help them solve then i know there's good motivation there and i could probably get the deal but if there's really no way i can help this person and they're not in any type of a, a pressing situation where they need to make a decision now there's no reason for me to take advantage of them there's no reason for me to even make an offer i just tell them i go to hey what it sounds like you need is maybe a real estate agent and try to get them to list it and go for as much money as you can possibly, and then because I don't give up, I say, and by the way, we have somebody like that on our team, Would, could I ask for permission to have them give you a call? Because it's not a investor deal. that's a, you need an agent to maximize your ask deal. And then depending on what city I send it to that agent and they give them a call and they'll pay me something out of a marketing budget legally. Um, it's not gonna be a wholesale fee, but at least it's something that'll help continue to pay for my marketing.
1: Right. I think that's high level. If you're you're going to convert any lead into some kind of return, you know, that, that return for the referral to the realtor is going to be lower, Yep. but you're getting some money back for that lead. Yep. So, so that's sharp. I think that's good high level. So what do you do? Let's say you're, you're talking to the seller or you see from the sheet that the seller is motivated, then what is that conversation like? How do you, how do you talk to the seller? How do you find out if it's a good deal?
0: Okay. So, so the first thing I'm going to do, whether I, it's my uh, acquisitions or me, it's going to be the same thing. I'm going to go through a process or some call a script Um, because in that it protects me from not chasing rabbits and going somewhere I don't need to go or if we, me and the seller want to chase a rabbit for a while because we found out we have a friend that we both know, is fine because I know where to come back on the script. I can see where we left it, and I can see once we've had that reunion or connection where I need to get back. So, you know, first thing I do is I don't say when I call them, I have their name. I don't say, is, it, um, is Chad there? Because that automatically is telling them, this guy doesn't know who I am. Mm-hmm. I just say, Hey, Chad, how's it going? And of course they're like, but but he knows me. So maybe how many times have you gotten a call where somebody knows know and it didn't come up on your phone? But you're like, maybe they changed their phone. So number one, I'm not asking a question. I'm saying, Hey, Chad, how's it going? And they're going to go good. And I said, Oh, Hey man, I know I'm calling you kind of crazy, but uh, I see you own this property uh, at, at one, two, three main street. Um, would you have any interest? and looking to possibly sell that uh, to me? No, okay, I get off the phone, and have a great day, oh, by the way, any other properties that you might own that you're looking or know somebody? That question has made me some money because 90% of the people are gonna say somewhere in that script, it's not a deal, but why not at least ask before you get off the phone? So then let's say he says, yeah, I think I might be, you say, yeah, I think I might be interested, okay, you think I can have, can I just have a couple minutes just to tell you who I am? You know, my name's Chris. Um, I am a real estate investor in the area. Uh, we are looking to buy properties, particularly like the one I've called you about. Um, but I, I do want you to know off the top, and I'm not a real estate agent, so I'm not looking to list your property. I'm actually looking to buy it. But I I generally buy heavily discounted properties because what I'm looking for are properties that generally need some love. You know, they need some, some rehabilitation. Um, and so that's kind of who I am. Well, is it okay if we kind of keep talking? Does that some, sound like something that we, and then they'll tell me, yeah, yes, no, whatever. And so I'll say, great. And then I'm not even going to go into the property again. I'm going to go into what a lot of people call an upfront contract. And really, all I'm wanting them to secure in that moment is, are they the decision maker? And if they say yes, or uh, then I can keep going, because I'm, then I'm going to say, well, I can't even go to dinner without asking my wife, is it, is it just you? And then they say, well, yeah, it's me and my wife. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, would it be better that I call back another time where I can get both of you on the phone? Um, because I don't want the information to go third hand from me to them to their wife. I would rather both the couple hear what I have to say, you know, cause we all know that we hear things differently. Um, so then I get whoever the decision makers on the phone and I say, Hey, if we were able to come to an understanding on price that makes sense for you and makes sense for me, um, would you be able to tell me yes or no? And then I say, because, a lot of people don't want to be rude to me and they don't want to be mean to me. And so they'll say, Well, I need to talk to my realtor friend or I need to consult. And that doesn't work for me because I have a finite amount of resources and I'm looking to buy today. So if we get to a point where you don't like where the deal is going, can you tell me no? And what does everybody say? Heck yeah, I could tell you no. Great. So if you could tell me no, On the other side, if we come to a deal that makes financial uh, sense for you and for me to be forward, could you tell me yes? And they'll say, well, yeah, I I own the house. I can tell you what I want. Great. As long as you can give me a yes or a no, I'm happy. I just don't want, I don't know, or I need to talk to someone. If you did need to do that, let's do that now and I'll make an appointment to follow up. So now what I've done is I've gotten an upfront contract so that when we get to the end, at the very end of negotiations, and they say, well, I don't know. Hey, remember, Chad, when we covered at the front that you were the one that had the power that could tell me yes or no, right? I'm bringing them back to what we agreed upon. So then after that upfront contract, then I'll finally get to, could you tell me a little bit about the property? Right. And then there's some, there's some more, but that's kind of how it goes. That's good. I love it. So
1: you're introducing yourself kind of building that connection with the seller. Uh, I love the, like the kind of trial close, you know, do we have all the decision makers here? If we come to an agreement, are you ready to, to agree today and and to know what you move forward? That's awesome.
0: And I forgot to leave. I forgot one part. And the first part where I say, Hey, Chad, how's it going? And you, I want my acquisitions or me to have some kind of a connection or a chuckle or a laugh or something that says we connected. If I do that, then I move forward. If I don't, I try to find something. You're from Ohio. Does that mean you're an Ohio state fan? Are we going to be able to talk? Because I'm a Texas fan. And I think the last time we were there, we won you know, and they laugh, you know, and then, like, yep. okay, now I know there's a connection. And then I'll move to that stuff that's important, like the upfront contract.
1: That's great advice. I think uh, too many people have a tendency to jump to the house. We're going to dive right in. Where's the address? What? How many rooms? Uh, you know, and that's kind of secondary um, in my mind. And I think you're Your advice is awesome. You know, get that connection with the seller, build a rapport, have give some information about you so they know who you are and how is it you came to call them today? And so that's sharp. And then get to the house. The house will come, right? But you gotta you gotta do that upfront
0: work. Because what if it doesn't work out and it's not a good deal? They still like you and they remember that and they got your phone number and then they go to dinner that night and someone says, man, we've got this house out of state and I need to sell. I just talked to a guy that does that and he was actually pretty cool. You know, and the next thing you know, you, you know, don't put all your bags on that deal, put it that I want to be a good person that they remember. Right. And, and, and they remember just enough to say, I like that guy or girl, and they tuck that away and next thing you know, there's somebody in their neighborhood that needs to sell and they remember you.
1: Sure. And after that, it's just numbers. It's just does the house fit your criteria and being able to estimate costs and things like that. That's sharp. I guess one final thought I had was for, you know, let's say the, the smaller scale um, investor who doesn't have an acquisition team. They're just doing all the interaction themselves what would what would you say to them is the benefit of having a script or should they still have a script
0: yes i I think you do um there there are those few people that they're just amazing with people but i think a script is a protection for both sides it's keeping the conversation you know it's a it's a it's it's starting somewhere and it's ending somewhere and someone like me can get in a conversation and love talking to the person so much that I forget, I got to bring it back to the deal. Um, and then there's the side of you don't want to waste their time, you know? And so you've got a certain amount of time on that phone and you don't know that person's bandwidth. So it can be going incredibly well, but they don't like being on the phone that long. So all of a sudden, there's this wrench that gets thrown at it and they're getting off the phone and you feel like a failure. So the script kind of there's spots in there where they can hop out you can hop out, you know, as opposed to they, they this call could go for hours and they don't want to do that. So yeah, I, I think that's whether you have an operation or you're one man, you need, you need a script, something that's proven, right. That, 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 uh, every good salesperson has learned a script. We had a business in Atlanta, we finished number two in the course. Room. It was called Comfort Zone. We sold a gel pack that heated up. It was just salt and water. But you click this thing and it heated up to 220, 180 degrees. You could put it anywhere on your skin. Well, I had, you know, those mall carts. Usually you have one college student on a cell phone. I had 16 employees around one of those carts. And they had one of the little ones and they put it in their hand and then they went into a script, right? Because there's a certain amount of time someone's going to sit in front of that that kiosk in the mall they love that heat but there's a point right there's a strategic script that's been written to talk through and highlight what's good about this and why they would need it so i don't care how big or small you are you know you need a skeleton or a script to get you through start you know a to z
1: sure that's good well i think it's great insights um if anybody I didn't plan on sharing this, but hey, if anybody would like a script, if you um, want a script and you don't have a script and you don't know how to create a script, if you email me at chad at truewealthinvestors.com, I'll send you a script you can use when a seller calls uh, that'll take you through the process. And if it doesn't have everything you like, you can modify it and make it your own, but it's a good starting point. So. Absolutely throw that out there for you. So I hope this conversation helped. Um, I hope it uh, encouraged you that really the focus in processing any lead is that seller and uh, in the interaction with the seller and eventually getting to the house and the numbers. And if you uh, start with that focus and that perspective, it'll it'll really help you get much further uh, in converting those leads. So Hope that helped. Chris, as always, thank you very much. Appreciate your time, your insights. And uh, as always, thanks, man. Love, Love being here. All right, talk soon.